Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. And we're back again. This time, our we have picked up some racks, and we're going to break them open and hope for a geode. Mm. I guess that's what we're doing here. That I'm Elaine. Like fun. I'm Kylie. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. <laughs> I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. No, I, I have, have action and adventure. <laughs> that was better. I like that. That was better. Channeling your inner Captain Hood. <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, we can convince you to give these films a second chance. Mm. This week. This week is John's pick. Mm-hmm. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> playing it playing it cool. Playing it cool. Yeah. This is 20 Serpentine Zag movie. This is my Zag movie. Yes. And one might think when you hear of this movie, you might, wow, Carly should have picked this movie. But no, no, nay, nay, it is an adventure. And I'll explain. If Carly had seen this movie, she would have picked this. <laughs> but before we do that, i got to give a shout-out to my friends here, so... Maybe. Come discover history's naughtiest secrets on our new show, The Dirty Bits Podcast. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, and tawnyvoice.com slash thedirtybitspodcast. A podcast devoted to the dirty bits of history your teacher probably left out. All right, again, you know, I don't plug things that I don't personally like or listen to, so give a listen to the Dirty Bitch Podcast. You'll enjoy it. I do as well. So where are we now? Oh, yeah, we're playing it cool. <laughs> uh, playing it cool, formerly known as a many splintered thing, which I think playing it cool sounds better, is an American romantic comedy film, but is an adventure, um, directed by Justin Reardon and written by Chris Schaefer and Paul Vickner. Stars... Now, get, put your shit on receive here, Tony, because listen to this lead, okay? We have Chris Evans, Michelle Monaghan, Anthony Mackie, Arby Plaza, uh, Patrick Warburton, Ashley Tinsdale, scratch that one, Topher Grace. I mean, listen to this list, other than Ashley Tinsdale, it's pretty impressive. It's like Civil War. You know who else is in this? Luke fucking Wilson. Damn. That's two movies in a row. <laughs> so, so this month, you think it's the Zag movie, but I say it's the Luke. Um, yeah, him too. Luke Wilson movie. <laughs> and didn't McGee have something to do with it? He stuff? produced it. Yeah. Produce, oh, geez. That's, is that three in a row? That's that, It's our third no. McGee film. Right, but two yeah. in a row. So who, whoever's next, who's next? What was before this? Tony, uh, you're next. I'm next. I won't have anything to do with McGee. <laughs> <You better laughs> before McGee was does born. It, does, it have, does it have Luke uh, Wilson in it? No, it has um, Orson Welles in it. Good enough. That helps. All right. This film uh, was released video on demand on March 31st, 2015, before a limited release on May 8th, 2015 by Vertical Entertainment. Now, let me tell you what this is all about here. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. Check this out. Elaine, listen to this. You're gonna My like, shit is on receipt. Put your shit on receipt for a second. <laughs> a screenwriter working on a script for romantic comedy. Nice. He's having a hard time because he's a little jaded when it comes to love since his mother abandoned him when he was a boy. Mm, not good. So he spends his time running, ruining every relationship he has. 
but he really needs to make the script so he turns to his friends for their experiences, but it's not enough. He meets a girl who captures his heart. The problem is, she's already with Mr. Fantastic, so... Hard to tell. But she allows him to be her friend. And hilarity ensues. So this got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb and a 16% oh, on shit. Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, really? If, I, if you told me that, I'd be like, I'm not watching that. Wow. Wow, this is not a 16% movie. I know. This Unless, is, like, one person reviewed it and didn't like it or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Because that's, uh, wow. kind of crazy. 16%. That's, that's bad. So here's a couple reviews. Here's, uh, Kirsten, Kristen, mm-hmm. whatever her name is. Not it's actually Christian with a K, but... Whoa, Sister Christian? Yes. <laughs> the time has come. Motoring. <laughs> All right. Far from playing it cool, the filmmakers are trying way too hard to look cool, and so they achieve the opposite. It's a bit harsh, I think. Mm-hmm. And, well, if they had Tony Stank, it would have been cool. <laughs> and here's one from Nick S. Proving that it is, its chosen genre is best when its tropes are treated with a balance of sincere sweetness and a wink-wink of absurdity. Playing it cool thrives through sheer liveliness as well as the chemistry of its perfectly paired stars. That man's a writer right there. I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely did not write that. (laughs) You'll see my notes here that I don't do that. Now, here's what I want to do. Elaine doesn't know. I talked to Tony about this offline. Here's what guys want you to do, okay? There are so many comic book actors in this. I want you in your mind's eye now to think about it as I give you this as the comic book characters that I give you. Now, it'll make it easy because in my notes, I wrote them as such. Like, the main character in this, his name is me, the Chris Evans character. But no, no, nay, nay, I call him Captain America. So when you're doing, when you're listening, I want you to think about that, okay? Now, with that in mind, what you have going in? Carly. Nothing. <laughs> I know you had never seen this. <laughs> I had never heard of it. I had never seen it. I was happy to see that it was on Netflix. <laughs> That's how we found it, too. That's really all I had. I was like, all right. No expectations with this Woo-hoo. cast? Yeah, no, no. I didn't even look up the cast. <laughs> you saw that it had Captain America in it, and you're like, I'm in. I was like, all right. And it's on Netflix. I can download it on my tablet. Fuck yeah. Tony? That's all I had. I had never heard of this movie. <laughs> never seen a trailer for it. I had no idea it existed <laughs> until you mentioned it. So I didn't know what to expect going in. And that's how I like it. Elaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I'm surprised that it did not pop up in your Netflix as because you watch Timer, you should see this movie. It really should have. <laughs> because I feel like it's that same kind of weird rom-com that shows up on Netflix. That may be the only reason why we got it, because we saw Timer. So thank you for that, Carly. Maybe, because <laughs> John was trying to find a movie to watch, and he says, hey, this has Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie, and it. it's one of those movies they did together. I says, well, you should watch it, and he wasn't going to, but then he decided to, and I wasn't going to pay attention while he watched it, but it grabbed my attention. So. <laughs> and that's when I knew this is the Zag movie, because of the adventure that, that this main character took. That mean goes on? Cap. We're calling him Cap. Okay. I called him narrator in my notes. Well, he's billed as um, me. But does he really not have a name? Yeah, no. and the love interest is is billed her. As her. her. I knew that that so was the case, but I didn't know that he didn't have a his name. His name was me. I watched this movie. Her name was her. If it was Edward Norton, he would have been Tyler Durden in this. All right. 
So, but <laughs> he's Chris Evans, so he'll be Captain America. Well, let's get into it. Well, let's get into it. Look, eight minutes, by the way, for your. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, I forgot to mention this one thing. No, I'm good. I'll tell you later. So, Captain America opens and he tells us about physical effects of love. And now he has never actually been in love. You know, your pupils dilate if you see someone attractive come in a room, and your brain produces dopamine. And it's the same as a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. I also heard biochemically, if you eat a bunch of chocolate, same thing. Maybe. I thought you were. I thought that's what the wife was doing. She eat chocolate, you know, because it's good. And I love you. <laughs> chocolate is. So what he does? He, pro- <laughs> <laughs> he projects himself into these stories that others tell him about love. He's only been in love once, and it was the summer of 1989. And we cut to um, a little boy sitting on a couch watching a little girl dance and smack herself in the yeah. ass. It's yes. not. It's a little boy on a couch and a teenage girl. He looks like he's like nine, and she looks and like she's fifteen. This is creepy as fuck. Still a little girl. It doesn't matter. It's not okay. It's creepy as fuck. I don't know why people put this trope <laughs> in movies. I don't know why this shit happens. It's gross. It's guy fantasy. It's gross. <clears throat> Carry on. Yeah. This is feeding into the young boy has a crush on his babysitter thing. thing. Which is fine, but she should never give him some kind of <laughs> weird punky Brewster striptease. <laughs> Leave fair punky Brewster out of this. Now, when I used to babysit, I would play video games with them or play games with them, but I never smacked your ass. danced and smacked my mother. No, don't do that. Alright, so we, uh, we cut to Pay attention for the cutscenes, Tom. Oh, you know, the I'm shit right. moves with you. So we cut to Chris Evans, all grown up now, and he's drinking with a nice young lady, and he says, this is what I usually get, and he's hitting on this girl, and she's hitting on him back, and he says, love that boyfriend? And she kind of winks at him. Then they go have what I like to call the coitus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it ends up with him getting punched in the face. Well. By that boyfriend she still has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a problem. Yeah, boyfriends don't like that. Mm-mm. That's what I hear. But I really think if he didn't know, the boyfriend didn't know, can't put it all on her. She's wrong, though. Yeah, she's real wrong. All right, so now we cut to Falcon. He says, let me give you some backstory. Yeah, that too. So now we cut to Falcon, who's trying to sell Captain America here on the idea of writing a rom-com. And I want you to mar- imagine Falcon with his wings on, because that makes it better. <laughs> I don't think it does. It does, actually. <laughs> and writing a rom-com is a good thing. As it already has Matthew Morrison and Ashley Tinsdale attached to it. And then he looks over and he says, I can see the billboard now. More ash. What made him pick that? Because it sounds like more ash. Also, ass, I, I like the backstory part, too. <laughs> well, then Fa- Falcon dangles the idea of writing an action flick right after. And it's going to be in Malaysia. And he goes on to talk about Malaysian ass. Something about a cigarette is... I don't know. No, it's no. an elephant's it's penis, penis to them. them. <laughs> and you can rip them apart. Charming. The, the girls very charming. It <laughs> he just, it's a very gross picture. And then he says some things about how they're nice, sweet, caring women that you can that you can rip apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says a bunch of nice things, and then he says that you can rip apart, which makes me laugh because I, in my head, I think that's how guys really talk. We're not getting any objections. <laughs> I gotta say, women say some off the wall shit because the ladies that are uh, in the office that I work with, they say some off the wall shit. So we cut to Venom, uh, who's explaining the plot of Ghost to a boy who likes Terminator and says it's more romantic. <laughs> and the argument for me is great because he's like, 
Well, the guy that did Titanic also did Terminator. That's solid advice, right? You know, how do you argue with that? I love this scene. (laughs) I love Topher Grace. I didn't realize it was Topher Grace at first. I haven't seen him in anything except for that 70s show. I didn't know he was Phantom. <laughs> you should watch more of his movies. He does some really weird stuff that's but just fantastic. But I really like him with the facial hair. Well, he played Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3, so. <laughs> but I just like how irate he got. You think the Terminator is a better romance story than, than Ghost? Ghost? And he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll be back. And like storms out like he can't. Art, like he's got a, he just can't deal with this right now. Yeah, he's got to marshal his arguments and he's going to come back. But when he leaves, he says, I'll be back. <laughs> but that's not a reference to the Terminator. It's just things. It's so <laughs> All right. So then we, we cut the scene of how Captain America met Venom. And they didn't fight. Don't worry. No. <laughs> Venom left a book on the table. And Cap sees this and starts chasing him to give it back to him. Well, now, it's when, a package. We don't know it's a book. Mm-hmm. Right. At the time, he think it's a package. It looks like it's like some kind of drug drop or, yeah, a, spot or a bomb or something like yeah. that because he's like was. running away. It's love in the time of college. And Captain is yeah. chasing him like, you left your package, you left your package. And, and he's, he's like, running. I did it on purpose, it's my art. And you're like, it's you can't art. do that post 9-11. Just leave the book unwrapped somewhere. Like, why does he have to wrap it it's up? Like, it's my favorite <laughs> book, love in the time of cholera. It's mm. my art. And that's fine, but you leave a book somewhere, not a wrapped package. Package somewhere. Because you're right, post 9-11. <laughs> I wouldn't open a strange package. No, I would just wouldn't. put it in the trash. <laughs> but I would pick up a book. <laughs> so you now I like leave them unwrapped. Venom and Cap have a powwow, and Venom calls him my N-word. Which, I don't know why. Sure. <laughs> they discuss the plot of the movie which he's going to write. A split personality rom-com. Actually sounds funny to me. Like, I would watch that movie. I would watch that movie. Too. I would watch that movie, so... So now Cap wants, wants to write a rom-com about real love. But he told us earlier in the movie he didn't know what real love was. So that's kind of a conflict there. But yeah, we're but not going to yank on that thread. Well, it's kind of funny because he says that he doesn't want this and he doesn't want that. And then Scott's like, well, then you're not writing a rom-com, dude. <laughs> he doesn't like the running through the airport trope. He doesn't like the bitchy best friend trope. You know? <laughs> the sassy Latina. And he's like, I'm not going to write all those things. He's like, what? <laughs> and we cut to what I'm guessing Captain America here projects is to be unhealthy relationships. They meet his typical love story. Right. You know, she's too needy, he's emotionally unavailable, that kind of thing. Well, why don't you have the Sigourney Weaver cook your meatloaf? That kind of deal. And we see that mom left Captain America to go to Chile with Philip. And she left it on a fucking post-it note on a box now, of Captain Crunch. I do have how do you think that mom died on this trip to Chile, or she just never came back? Never came back. I because think mom, it, from what I've heard and listened to, if a you know if a mother leaves her children, it's it's pretty much uh, she's a psycho. She's a psychopath. Mothers will never leave their children. It just so she's probably has some problems. And if you pay attention to him, you can tell he's borderline. But you know how Carly always assumes that they just leave the movie and they're fine? This will be fun. (laughs) Carly, what happened to mom? (laughs) I don't know, because later the grandpa says, don't let the death of your mother affect your decision here. See, this is, see, and I wanted to bring this up because it's kind of, because I know that you assume that she just left him, went to Chile with Philip and never came back. But I assume she went on a trip to Chile with Philip and died. 
Maybe die. because I assume when she leaves, she dies <laughs> because that's better than her just moving to yeah. Chile with Philip and leaving her kid because it seemed like their relationship was pretty happy. <laughs> Once the grandpa said, don't let your mother's death affect yeah. this, I thought maybe she went to Chile because she found out she was dying and she didn't want to go but through that. It's yeah. terrible yeah. to deal with this. <laughs> I, know, but I feel like right, either well. way it was wrong to leave a note on Captain Crunch. So yeah. we do Poor some Captain. quick cut scenes to all these women who tell Captain America that they love him. And he responds with... Nah, I not just so much. don't see myself ever feeling the same way about you. Now this, I love that. <laughs> I love that and, and this paints women in, in a bad light because what do all of the women do? They get out. angry. They hit him. They hit him. <laughs> That's not what a productive member of society does. Assault's never okay. Well, and he says that he kicked his heart out a long time ago, mm -hmm. and that it just follows him around chain smoking. And I love which, his heart because it looks like he belongs in the Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah, He's I got love the hat that. on with the tie, and he's I'm, smoking. The only thing I don't like about it is the heartbeat that kind of is a little too loud at some points when we're talking about the heart. Like in the beginning, mm -hmm. it was so loud. I just, think, <laughs> I just think it's an interesting choice to protect pro pro. Portray his heart as a chain smoking. Yes. I like it. Noir <laughs> character. But just sometimes it got a little too loud with the heartbeat. Could be. <laughs> so now we cut to Venom, who's in the potty, and Cap's banging on the door and wants him to come out. And we see her. So apparently it's now, a charity event. Now, this mm -hmm. actress has never played a comic book character, but she's billed as her. So I'm going with Guardians of the Galaxy to her, Aisha, another gold chick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you hear of her, I want you to imagine her as that her. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that will affect. I'd how like I feel to about her. jump in here. Like he's banging on the door while Scott's in the potty, and he's and he says that all the chicks are fours, and he wants to go. Yeah, I was going to get there. But mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. No, no. Go ahead. He says, and if I have to that. listen to one more four talk about her vegan pet, my sperm are going to start eating each other. And that's when I did he not sees write her. that down. I just remember. <laughs> and that's when he sees her, and her, and he's like, sorry, and she's like, no. We're fours now, but a couple of drinks from now, we might be sixes. <laughs> Which is a great line. And he says, I, I hear you. I'm going to cut myself off. <laughs> so then banter, banter, banter. They say, hey, you want to conduct a social experiment? Yeah. Where she walks up and grabs a guy's hat. Nice ass. Um, She's tired of being objectified for her looks, but not for her money. How come women and can have men are always objectified for their money What's and not that? for their looks. Banter, so they're going to do a little role reversal. She's going to hit on men mm -hmm. for their looks, but she's not very discriminate with these I'm men okay she with chooses. <laughs> and then he has and he's going to go after wealthy women for their money specifically. Right. right. Which hey, she does. Do you know what the suit's made out of? Boyfriend material. He says, hey, is that dress Valentino? You know what the suit's made out of? Boyfriend material. Mm -hmm. She walks by. I like by. how he says, I would travel more, but I have this crushing student debt. That woman was down, too. She would have paid his bills. Yeah. <laughs> she told the guy that his suit looked great, but it would look better balled up in the corner of a hotel room. Yeah. yeah. But the guy she squeezes his butt, he does not work out. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Pretty clearly. No, she mm -hmm. says, nice ass, do you work out? That that is not yeah, the guy but, in the room to ask if he works. <laughs> but guys who do that to women, they don't necessarily. They do it to all women, not necessarily the women that are, you know. <laughs> Indeed. So then we see that this is in fact a, a comic book movie because they hold hands. And what do you see? You physically see electricity. Electricity. Yeah. Proving that these are the actual comic book characters to which I'm saying. 
<laughs> and when Captain America and Aisha hold hands, there's electricity. That, that, okay. Mm-hmm. So then Cap sees... He just, I think it's interesting because they're both in the Marvel Universe. I feel and like we a were on a train. could hold hands at some point. <laughs> I, feel like I feel like we were on a train and it had gone up on one... On one um, side. Wheel? Side, mm-hmm. on one wheel. Yeah, so they can't tilting, see what you're doing. And that's where it went off the rail. Yeah. I like when you're, you're talking and you make hand movements and you realize that this is a podcast and they can't see you. You do that too. No, I when don't. we were doing the Charlie's Angels thing, you did the Bill Murray bunny ears as you were describing that. <laughs> Well, that's just fun to do. That so. is true. <laughs> I'm doing it right now, people. So, okay. So now Cap tries to get um, her to raz Mr. Fantastic. And she's all like holding hands with, the, with him. Who he calls says, Stuffy. Oh. Yeah, Stuffy. And then she points out, oh, that's my boyfriend. I'm like, well, you're holding hands with another dude right in front of him. That would bother me. <laughs> and now Venom shows up. And we find out that he was going number two. Because he <laughs> ate the shrimp. He ate the crab. I <laughs> the crab, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. I thought he said Which he had made me sad. I love eating crab. <laughs> <laughs> Not venom, apparently, gives him the shits. <laughs> so then Cap's like, all right, reset. Um, and he starts and he decides he needs a one night rental, if you know what I mean. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Nice. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. And starts texting. He picks up rando chick number one, who immediately inspects his um, shield. Mm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Well, and he texts. The scene is he texts a bunch of chicks, yeah, know, and you don't response. know which one it is that he gets in the car with until she gets in the yeah. car. Yeah, random number one. The, you don't back. recognize her. And at she all. immediately she's one that they leave a picture. She <laughs> imme- She gets in the car and immediately checks out his shield situation. <laughs> well, I, I get the feeling they have done this before. Like she knew this was a straight up booty call, and then she was all about but it. But she didn't even wait to. Like she was like, all right. Immediately mm-hmm. went for the pants. Well, she was looking for a position on his staff. <laughs> and she found one. Many positions. He says sex is his reset button. Mm-hmm. So. And here's the best part of this. It's not that who it is. It's that they pull up on a police officer who looks at him. <laughs> and he's like, uh-oh. Gives him the thumbs up. To which Cap goes, gives the thumbs up back and, and says, this isn't a thumbs up moment. But... To the officer it is, because that's the story. Everybody. (laughs) He said, I'd like to say to the cop that this isn't a thumbs-up situation, but it kind of is. Because that officer is telling everybody. Like Van Helsing himself. (laughs) But this is what makes him, I don't know, decide that he can't do this anymore, and he's Mm -hmm. like, stop, 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 Mm -hmm. mid-beach. And who does that? Um, I've only seen that in one other movie. I know, me too. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. And he gave up a BJ, mid-BJ. He should give a medal for that. I have seen that movie. I forgot about that. Wow, you saw a movie? I did. I haven't seen that movie. You have What? Oh, really? Holy shit, we're in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now anyway. We've entered an alternate universe. Wow, what, <laughs> what a zag. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. So now Captain America decides he needs to find out who this girl is and goes back to the party, to which no, you know, the one person there doesn't remember her. So what does he do what any reasonable person would do? You steal the registry. The guest book. He doesn't seem to have much to go on when he's trying to describe mm-hmm. to the one lady who's there, who I guess is like the greeter. He's like, well, she's perfect height, <laughs> red dress. She's got a good lady thing going on. <laughs> she's, she's like, dude, I don't care. I wouldn't have any idea either. And I'm well, not giving you information. You would expect people. somebody who's a professional writer, professional screenwriter, to be more articulate. Right. All the writers I know are very articulate. 
Most of the time. Most of the time. All right. So now he offers to drop off rando chick number one and gets her name wrong. So because she does he what any woman her, would do. He, he punch him in the face. Because much. he stopped her mid-beach and then took her someplace else to find out information about another woman. So that's okay. Then he's like, can so, I drop you off somewhere? Wrong name. And she's it, like, F you. Aaron and her name is like Reagan or something, something. like that. <laughs> Doesn't give her permission to punch a guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, that's no, not. That's look, assault. Look, I've never punched a guy before. I don't but. think it's ever okay for ladies to punch a guy. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm on that camp. I don't think it's okay. I don't think it's the playful punching in the grocery store is even okay. But I kind of understand the, I like, I understand the motivation here. Hey, it's, it's rough. He's just and not that into you. this is a movie. This is a movie. No, no, this sets a precedent, you see. It's bad. And it is always hey, bad. he's just not that into you. That's okay. the movie I like. <laughs> you know who was in that movie? Drew Barrymore. Uh-huh. She was in that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now after Cat fixes his nose, he goes through the book and tries to find her name. By figuring out what her name could Teresa? But still. Teresa. You know. Shantiqua or whatever it was. Uh, probably. Like, highly unlikely. Likely. <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut to Captain America with his writing group. At the and gun club. With all, I, for all people who go to riding groups, I know this is what they do, right? Is they go to the gun range and they shoot guns. <laughs> and it's Tony good has because a look. <laughs> the whole riding group there is the token female character. And she is in a TV show called Legion. So from now on, she'll be Legion. And she was in Parks and Rec. She all right. Parks and Rec. So Parks he introduces his riders club groups. Mm-hmm. He says Lyle, who's mm-hmm. single and a bit of a mm-hmm. deviant. Needs a shower. So who, who is Lyle? Are you just calling him Lyle? Why am I just calling? Oh yeah, he's just Lyle. Okay, Samson, who's played by Luke Wilson, who's married and yeah, too old to too be old there, to but they him. don't care. Who's, who's not in a comic movie, but he's the fucking Godfather. Okay, and well, then wasn't Charles yeah, but sort of a comic movie. Yeah, he didn't wasn't a comic character in that no. though. But then there's Mallory who Aubrey you're calling Plaza. Legion, Legion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there is Scott who we've met before who's Venom who's Venom yeah so there you go okay and I've then never seen this Legion show Aubrey it's going to be very confusing because I have the real name Legion <laughs> Legion is Professor Xavier's son who has split personalities oh that show that's split, per- split personalities and different powers for each personality Interesting. That movie's crappy. It's a TV or, show. The TV show's really crappy. You just takes a while to get into it. It's a little. It's weird. it's real not worth anybody's time. <laughs> uh, I like her in Parks and Rec. <laughs> so they said. So Legion uh, says she wants someone to say her name, and then Lyle's like, when some dude's playing with his dangly bits. Good line. Yeah. Because I ask him why he's trying to figure out what her name is, and he's like, I just want to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So then the Godfather tells Cap. That when he wants to get over a woman, he focuses on a, on her flaw, and that keeps him falling too deep. Can Which, yeah, I'm sure. Go ahead. I wrote it down. I wanted to say <laughs> it. Yeah, see, okay, yeah, go ahead. He says, when I meet a hot girl, I just look for that one flaw, whether she's knock-kneed or pigeon-toed or just not very polite. I focus on that one flaw until she's not attractive anymore. Which, I like that one of the flaws was, she's just not very polite. Well, Maybe. that can be quite a flaw. <laughs> I know, it just, it just cracks me up. Yep. <laughs> if you're mean to the waiter, but <laughs> and of the flaws, they're not all about looks. I like that the one is yes. just you're not just. I, I like that a lot. It made me happy. She's just not very nice. And right, now the writer team discusses sex-driven pseudonyms, 
And my favorite one was um, Atwood. I mean, Atwood? Yeah, whatever. For writers, because mm-hmm. writers are all uh, sexually... Sexual deviants, evidently. <laughs> all writers are sexual deviants, Tony? It's, uh, sometimes. <laughs> and Scott is... There's not much vodka like that. Mm. Venom. Venom. Scott is the one who, like, really cares about love. Mm-hmm. And he... He, like, believes in love. And then he tells them this crazy story about this Korean soap opera he's watching. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, where the guy and the girl both had the gender reassignment surgery, yeah. and they touched hands. But he's telling this story, and it's it's kind of a ridiculous story, but it's real weepy, and he's all, like, into it. And he's holding an assault rifle the whole time, which just made me laugh so hard that he's like so like about to cry, mm-hmm. but carrying this they, assault rifle. And instead of rejecting her, he meets her confession with his own, and then they touch hands, and, and he's so weepy. Yeah. like with the ghost thing when he got all yeah. weepy, and he's like, "I'm sorry." No, but <laughs> I just love the visual of like he's about to cry, but yet he's got this giant assault one. All right. And, and meanwhile, the people at the gun shop are like, can you guys give us those guns back? <laughs> but what's significant about the scene is that how Captain America here projects himself in other people's stories. Yeah. But now, so the her is there too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now, and like, he says, what is what? she doing here? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, you know, got hit by the thunderbolts, they say. So now we cut to Captain America walking and seeing that there is someone for everyone. But then he stops and realizes, well, not me. He's it's sad. Well, he said, even those weirdos that you can't imagine there being anybody for, even they have someone. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was funny that when you're looking for the super special someone, it's always within a five-mile radius of where you start <laughs> looking. That's why the timer works. Because isn't that, co- <laughs> you know, because if I was like, you know what, I mean, a soulmate, if I wasn't already married to, this, to the wonderfulest soulmate of my life, <laughs> I see, right? Mm-hmm. I would start looking here where I live. But what are the chances that she's in Chile? I don't know. Or he's in Chile. You never know. I don't know. See? Or, no he, one, or he and she, you might be in a three-way. Polyamorous. Or 17 people. Whoa. <laughs> I, I've never checked Chile. He's never had an 18-way. It's <laughs> the polyamorous timer conversation all over again. Just saying. That's if you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to our episode about timer. It's really hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right, so we cut to Captain America and his grandfather, who I didn't really have a name for. I just called him grandfather. Or granddad. 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 That's what Venom calls him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're discussing this woman. And Granddad asks him, well, what would Columbo do? And he says, arrest her for murder? Murder, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prove she's a murderer. It's like, no, he would find her first. He would have he, to find her. Yes, no, he, he said, would do that. He said, well, yes. But first, he'd figure out how to find her. I always loved about Columbo. It's like, he does his whole thing. He walks out the door, and then he stops and goes... One more, more question. <laughs> well, he's yeah. like. What about the gun with your fingerprints on? Yeah. He's like, great. I don't even know anywhere. Any, I have no information about this girl. I don't know how to find her. And his grandpa's like, well, you should just fucking do it. <laughs> Which really, in real life, you're like, he literally doesn't have any information. No. Anybody would be telling him to just forget about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His grandpa's like, nope, not good enough. You like her, you find her. But as we know in superhero movies, that doesn't matter. That's right. So now we cut to Captain America, who recruits Venom, who if you're going to go on a mission, that's who you call, Venom. Well, if you look at who he's got available, it's either that or Falcon. Um, Well, the only thing... Oh, Falcon's busy. It would be her or Lyle or 
Legion. Legion. <laughs> well, maybe, I'm looking for a girl. Maybe the Godfather. He did very well. But he's married. But he's so. married, so he's not available. Yeah, he, he's married to uh, Mary. He can't Gray, go so. stalk a girl through the using the charity circuit. Yeah. So they but hit the charity circuit. He knows that Venom is into doing charity work. Well, well, he, he says you're into good deeds. You want to do me do some research? He's a, yeah. He calls it research. So Scott's mm-hmm. always willing to do something in the name of research, mm-hmm. especially if it's charity work. So they frequent the charity scene, and they run some five Ks and they do some things, but they have yet to come into her. But they do run into somebody else. But they run into the tick. <laughs> Good old Patrick, Patrick War- Warburton. Who I love him. Is, <laughs> who is the tick and will be the tick in this. <laughs> and notices that um, Captain America's been at a bunch of these things. Um, tries to get him to come up to uh, their, I think this is the Saving the Beach or the Whales or some shit. Well, first, he notices at a different charity thing that mm-hmm. they've been at a lot of these things. And then so Captain does what the Captain does. He's a screenwriter. He makes up all these lies and mm-hmm. about himself and, and he's all the charity work he does mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So then, when they're at this, per- so We're then not we at go- that yet. So then we flash some more charity mm-hmm. things down but the line. Hold on. And that's the beach one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're to right. To save the ocean. Yeah, that's when her comes back. But we're not there yet. We're at some tree frog thing or something. Yeah, so we're saving the frogs. <laughs> so now Falcon calls to check in. He tells Cap that Ashley Tinsdale has threatened to fu- face fuck his dog if they don't come up. <laughs> they don't come up with the script soon. Now I want you to put that in your mind's eye here. Okay. <laughs> no. Ashley Tinsdale. Is that really how you spell it? I thought it was Tisdale. <laughs> sure. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but... Um, high School Musical, right? I've never seen it. Okay. Either way, <laughs> she threatened to face fuck someone's dog. If someone... See, that's when you punch a girl. Now here, <laughs> did she threaten to face fuck his dog, or is that just something that... I don't Andrew, know. That the that Falcon, Falcon here said, is yeah. trying to motivate Cat by saying. That's I don't idea. actually see the Falcon character... Being truthful? N- owning a dog. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The character yeah, in this story not. doesn't seem like he would even own a dog, so how could Ashley Tinsdale and it, face fuck it? It is Tisdale with no end. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm sorry if I've been saying it wrong, Ashley. <laughs> if you want to come on the podcast. Well, thank you. to Welcome to Tin Talk with <laughs> the corrector. So now we're going to cut to that I'm event. I'm terrible. Now we're going to cut to the event that Elaine was alluding to earlier, where the tick calls Captain America up because... He's, was it, was he's it harvest coconuts in Zimbabwe or some shit? Yeah, I guess some <laughs> other people have done and testimonials mm-hmm. and yes. said like and that. He's so this yeah. amazing philanthropist, and he should come up and say some... Mm-hmm. So Cap comes up, words. and he gives a speech, and he's like, oh, it was nothing, uh, nothing, uh, nothing that anybody and in my position It's would funny have. because Venom is yelling things out during the speech, like, you're not bombing, <laughs> and way to go, honey. Anybody, it's just really funny. Anybody else think uh, Patrick Warburton was a little into Cap, or was that just me? I think it was just you. Really? I think mm-hmm. he seemed like he runs a charity and he might be he on the money. lookout yeah. for people who he can latch on to. Mm-hmm. And so what you're Cap saying, is one of those people. Ah, I like what you're saying. I like where your head's at. So <laughs> what he's saying is he's looking to save, you know, for some whales. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the ones in the ocean. I don't know. <sighs> because. But you To could, me, he looked a little. He might interested be in him because he's and very him. disappointed later. But he yeah. go he's been going to all these charity events with Venom. Yeah. So he, might. he sees him with this dude all the time. So he might be trying to go him out because he and he's not interested in Venom, who's also at all these events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you might be onto something here. Maybe. Maybe. But while Captain America's giving his speech, he sees her, and she's there in a sundress, and she's smiling at him, 
and then they lock eyes, and then you, they hear "On the Wings of Love." That last part I just made up. Oh, <laughs> the, <wings laughs> of love. the timers go off. <laughs> oh man, their timers right. had already gone off, and she just didn't hear it. They they immediately jump back into their banter, banter, banter. And so, what do you do when you when you have a uh, boyfriend? And you see a guy who you had this great chemistry with, you were holding hands with inappropriately. I go, wow, I'm gay. And Mr. Fantastic is not there. <laughs> not yet. You're like, let's go for a walk on the beach. No. <laughs> Seems like not the thing to do. No. If you're unavailable. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He doesn't well, he said in the beginning that he looks for girls who mm-hmm. have a boyfriend. Yeah. That's part of his M.O. That's why he's but all into one night rentals. she suggests the walk, doesn't she? Uh, I, I can't remember. Him. Okay. But either way, if I'm the girl and I have a boyfriend... Well, if the, walking oh, on the know. beach like that might as well be the equivalent of the BJ. Because, damn, they're, now they're getting ready to cheat. So Almost. she talks about the, the waves being romantic and how they travel all over and they meet together. And then she sags him. Ha-ha! Just messing with you. And then she recognizes that this is, you know, cheating adjacent and should probably stop doing it. After she does it. After it's she does it. putting herself in a situation where she is at risk, which she should have avoided from the beginning. That's right. But Unless she's not into him, and then yeah, she needs to make up her mind. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they keep running into each other. Well, funny you should mention that, because we cut right to the next scene, <laughs> and Venom is walking with Captain America. Captain America has a surfboard. Venom has a boogie board. Mm-hmm. And they're about to, I'm guessing, go shopping for shoes. <laughs> I assume they were doing research. Mm-hmm. And who do they run into? Her on a bike. And he immediately ditches his friend to go shopping with her and be charming. And then he asks her out on a date. Well, because he tells Venom that he doesn't want, that he's not going to talk to her again because he just doesn't want to embarrass himself. And then as soon as she comes up, he's like, well, have fun not embarrassing yeah, yourself. Venom mm-hmm. says, I'm out. You have fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> and why is it in movies now? I'm not sure about in real life. But when one person asks out another person, they always say, are you asking me out on a date? And they always reply with, no. Well, they're hanging out at some thrift Every store movie is like, hey, you want yeah, to do this? Are you asking me out much. on a date? No. Okay. I'm trying to think It clearly is. Real life experiences. There's usually not a question well, about it. Is this she, a date? <laughs> I don't know. She knows, or he knows that she has a boyfriend, and he says, do you want to kind of meet up on purpose, which sounds like he's asking her on a date, but she says that because she wants to make it clear that she can't date him because she's still That's stuffy. Yeah, and also, Mr. Fantastic. we have to remember that girls consider guys to be their friends more often than guys consider girls to be their friends. Well, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny guys can be on dates that gonna, ladies don't think are dates. Yes. We're gonna get that to has that. happened to me more than once, so maybe I should ask. We're, we're going to get to that very same subject Well, I don't think that you should be asking anybody, are you asking me out on a date? Because you have a boyfriend. I know. So but you when would I assume was, that they're not. When I was single... I was making assumptions about friendships that other people thought were more than friendships. I remember that, and we all told you you were dating, and you didn't listen. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so banter, 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 and um, they finally settled on a friend date. Um, my ass, they want to jiggle each other's jollies, is what I think. Yeah, so he asked her on a friend date. Right, so now we cut to Legion, who's on stage. She's performing. Now, for one woman show. For one woman show, and she's pulling all kinds of weird things out of her underwear <laughs> that were not there. They were like, she's no, quite the magician. Not there. Now, so I watched this twice, right? Because we had watched it, and 
then after that you talked about how you're going to do this for the podcast and so I rewatched it and I noticed she's wearing like big old granny big old panties. granny panties and like a white tank top but she has a cape on all right really? so yes she has like a cape on so if you go back and you watch it she has a cape on so i think maybe when she's reaching into her underwear to pull out the dead doll parts <laughs> she's reaching behind because i think they're in her back uh. and she's pushing them to the front because she is wearing a cape okay we'll because go i paid special attention even though i really didn't want to watch the scene twice yeah you don't want to watch the scene <laughs> Well, anyway, well, so that or she has magic. So we'll go with Elaine's theory. No, no. <laughs> in this universe, this is super. This is the funny scene. thing is, the second time I watched it, I was in a waiting room and I was I just put my tablet against my yes. chest, like I don't want other people to see this. Well, <laughs> and what's funny is some guy tries to leave in the middle, and the Godfather yeah. is like, "Sit down. This is a performance." <laughs> and that character that tried to leave is her friend from the friend date that she's mm-hmm. about to tell him about. And what's good about that is when the Godfather speaks, you listen. <laughs> yeah, so now, did go funny you should mention that friend thing, Carly, because Legion explains to that men and women can't be friends, which is true. Because if you ask Mr. Zero, um, Billy Crystal, who also will tell you don't fuck with Mr. Zero, <laughs> Legion goes on to explain her last friend date, where her friend came over to hang out. And before you know it, <laughs> his tongue is in her mouth. And which is good, because now Captain America projects himself there, and her is there too, but now they've switched roles, where Captain America's the girl, <laughs> yeah, and he, was, yeah, which mm-hmm. was cute. Yeah. And uh, so, basically, that in, that date ended in fellatio. Well, the, we don't know that. It's implied. But she, the, he, the friend, has this great line, my penis hurts. <laughs> like, they're making yeah. out, and he's like, my penis hurts. And she's, and like, she's like, what? Maybe you should go home and take care of that. <laughs> he's like, I want you to take care of it. I don't even. Have I don't to know take how I respond. He, and then he's <laughs> like, he's like, I don't even have to take off my pants. It's just really funny. Like, would that work? I don't. Well, not I with do. me. <laughs> I'm trying to do the Captain America thing where I put myself in that situation, and I'm trying to think about what I would do if I'm kind of uncomfortably kissing someone, and they tell me that their penis hurts. <laughs> Sorry about well, your luck. <laughs> let me tell you, if you're uncomfortably kissing someone and they tell you their penis hurts, stab them in the face. But she tells Because him, you shouldn't be kissing people like that. But this happened you see because... see what I did there, Tony? You see what I did? Nice, huh? This happened because Spoken he like came to her house. <laughs> and she tells Cap That's if they're going to have a friend date that it needs to be out in public. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't happen. How often yeah. do you uh, uncomfortably kiss people there, dear? I have never... I have not uncomfortably kissed somebody... In a very long time. Oh, I was, I was waiting for her to throw a number. I'd like to check. Like 17 or 18 years. <laughs> Actually, it might have been longer than that since I uncomfortably kissed You guys, someone. like, were fighting and you uncomfortably kissed. <laughs> oh, then it was last week. <laughs> but she does wear a cape. <laughs> Sometimes John uses an excess amount of tongue, but it's not really uncomfortable. It's just moist. <laughs> TMI talk. He's, he's looking at me. Like he's trying to figure out is that real or a the, podcast joke? That won't be a problem for the rest of the day, I guarantee it. Oh, oh sick burn, burn. Anybody got some aloe? So we cut to a friend date at an art show, which, you know, if you're going to go on a friend date, you bring them to the art thing. I guess. It seems like a really. See, those are fun and it really it's a place to connect with someone, so if you're not trying to have an emotional connection with someone, you really shouldn't go to the art show. But it seems like a fun art show to go with because it was interactive with stethoscopes and they got to listen to things. But generally when you go to an art show, it's don't touch. Yeah. 
So where is this times, fun art where you get to first, touch things? I know. A couple times at first I thought, are they supposed to touch that? See, <laughs> so, you know, here's the thing about are the Are they going to get kicked out? There's <laughs> only one female that's not my wife that I go to an art show with. Your mom? Nope. My daughter. Ah. Oh, yeah. You Everybody should else is like, eh. She's into art, so yeah. it makes sense. But you don't go to an art show with someone you're not trying to impress. That's true. That's Unless, not really some place you go on a friend date. You could go with friends. Unless you're both artists. In a group. If you're both artists, in I guess art maybe, group. yeah. If you go in an art group. Like in an art class or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. But maybe. neither one of these people are artists. And that seems so. like some place you go with a group, not just two people, unless you're dating. Like, you don't yeah. have all the Gustav Glimp paintings. <laughs> if, unless you're trying to impress somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, but anyway, so Captain America's looking for a flaw. But he can't find one. So they part, and Cap is in his car, and he does the old, you know, he's in the car, and he's like, damn it, brother, I should have kissed her or something, and... Yeah. I'm a fucking idiot, kind of a thing. And of course, every time that happens, they're at the window. Just friends. And... Was the last one I remember. Right. Ryan Reynolds did it better, I think. Yeah, it was pretty good. Because he went on longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> Thanks. All right, so... won't start. And her car won't start. And he had already told her that he was going to a poker game, so it was good that they were leaving early. Which yeah. I wonder if that was a story or if that, that was, was bullshit. really going to happen. <laughs> that was bullshit. I don't know. Could have gone either way. Look at his friends. They're not poker players. I don't know. Him and they Scott, could be. They, they could have been doing money. his research. Him and Scott do all <laughs> kinds of weird stuff. So what do you do after you have the awkward friend date and you're looking for some flaw and you can't find one? You, you just cut ties and the movie's over, right? No, no. no. Nay, nay. You give the awkward high five? You make another friend date. And then she goes to wave at him, and he high-fives. And he acts like this is the biggest problem in the world. I'm like, I don't see an issue. Which I matter would fact, just laugh. If I had a, a friend that was just a female, I, mean, I would, I would high-five her. That would be it. No hugs. But he says... Too intimate. Now I'm left to hear it echo for the rest of eternity. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Which, that bad. If I went to wave at someone and they gave me a high-five, I would just think that was really funny. I would be like, nice. It wouldn't bother me. I would, I, would think, I would think it was funny. And then I would tell you the story about how I was with my friend and I waved them goodbye well, and they high-fived me and it was so weird and it would be a funny story. He's being hypercritical about himself. Of course, so because he's in love with her, he just yeah. doesn't know it yet. They're both doing this messed up game of chicken. Mm-hmm. You know? And so then he goes bowling. With so then we cut to, yeah, the writer's group is going bowling. And what's first we see is Legion bowling overhand like an asshole. She's an asshole. You don't go She's to the bowling alley and bowl overhand. She's not as much as an asshole as Lyle who throws it three lanes over. I think that was on accident. I don't think he did that on purpose. She's clearly throwing it on purpose. Lyle is just Dumb. uncoordinated. But I love the intercom. Stop throwing the ball, please. <laughs> but not everybody, not all ladies can bowl as good as Janine Garofalo in The Mystery Men. <laughs> she was wow. a top-shelf bowler. She, well, it was possessed by her father, so. That's true. Yeah. Supernatural cheating. All right, so all of his friends, <laughs> all of his friends tell him this is a bad situation, but Cap's like, nah. Cap has not been more wrong than when he tried to tell Tony that he shouldn't sign the Sokovia Accords. That's how wrong he was. <laughs> Cat makes a comment about man issues. <laughs> I love the look that Lane He said that they're just mm -hmm. protect or that she's projecting her man issues on him. Cat. That is a huge mistake. <laughs> so, like any reasonable person would do, Legion starts uh, hurling bowling balls yeah. at Captain America. And he should have okay. known she would react that way. No, Which that's it's not okay for her to hurl bowling balls. But ball look at, at everything we've seen about her. He should have seen that coming. Well, as many times as women have hit him, he should just be on the lookout. In for this universe, women are dangerous. Yeah. 
Especially that woman. It's a good thing you weren't at the shooting range anymore. That's no, what I'm saying. No, you know what? It's a good thing she didn't have a Chinese fighting muffin. <laughs> he could have died. Yeah, that's not funny. You know what? Been sent home with four Ziploc bags. <laughs> Brought her home with four bags. <laughs> and it's a good thing she doesn't have the same kind of aim as uh, Dennis Hopper. Whoa. But he Nobody says, he says, don't, I don't even want to talk about this, but he can't stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So we cut to the next charity event, charities in quotation marks here, that they had made in the car. She offered to bring him to a charity event. He's like, sure, I love charity. Which turns out to be yoga. <laughs> she told him he should do yoga. She tricked him. Yoga. Which, this seems terrible because then he does yoga in his boxer briefs. And his hem is going to hang out. He's going to have Mjolnir hanging out. I feel like that would just not be okay to do yoga in your underpants. No. If you're a guy <laughs> or a girl. <laughs> It doesn't matter I mean, it about that. It depends on the underpants to some degree. I just shake like, his head. Like, no, 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 no. I just feel like the person leading the class would be like, I'm sorry you can't do yoga in your underpants. Too, yes. So, yeah, now Captain yeah. America's in his chonies it and he's doing been, partner yoga with it her. It would have been funnier if she had given him a pair of yoga pants. That would have been great. That would have been, wow. She should have. <laughs> because she that knew was. he thought they were going She's to like, yes. <laughs> Carly's into it. She knew they were going to a charity thing, so why didn't she just give him a pair of yoga pants? Here, I bought you. Brought you a change of clothes, and then he's in yoga pants. It would have been funny, especially yeah, if they were been. like. And Carly would have enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> if they were like Victoria's Secret and said pink on the butt oh! or something like that. Wow. It would have been juicy. good. <laughs> anyway, so now they're done with yoga, and they continue their their date over water and banter, 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 eye contact, the long lustful look. And these two are so into each other, but try not to. You know, she's trying to play it off, but he's. Obviously, there's definite sparks, but mm-hmm. she's not letting anything happen. And Cap confesses that he likes her, but she isn't isn't ready for that yet. And she has someone else, so she leaves without a high five, which I think is, is a this personal the mistake. part where she says they're probably going to get married. Yes. Um. So as she walks out, he stays at the table, and she does what anybody who's really not into someone would do: is gaze lovingly at them through the window until yeah. he notices her. Yeah, and he obviously looks sad, and she can see this. Because he's like, I like you, and she's like, I'm probably going to marry Stuffy. Yeah. <laughs> and then she leaves, and he's all down, and she sees that. And she looks at him. I thought it was more concerned than lovingly. Concerned. <laughs> Cap- so now Captain America is on his apartment and goes through his shoebox. And we see the, the post-it note that Mom had left him on the Captain Crunch mm-hmm. when she went to Chile with Philip. It's not a mixtape, but it'll do. <laughs> All right, so now we cut to the handball court where Venom, uh, Granddad, Captain America are playing um, handball. Handball. Right, yeah, that words are hard. This is where we find out that Scott considers Granddad his Granddad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Granddad calls him a pussy. That's true. (laughs) Apparently, they hang out without him sometimes. (laughs) Which is funny. So now Granddad um, says that he had to steal his grandmother from a WAP, which was a nice casual racial slur there, and I hope he gets dementia. (laughs) Actually. I kind of liked that he used that racial slur because when you think of racial slurs that they move that they use in movies to show that somebody is old, mm-hmm. that's not one that you typically hear. And I like that it was a nice change of pace and something a little different. And I know you're sensitive to that one because it's a like slur it. against you. And I yeah. understand that because no racial slurs are okay. But I just thought it was an interesting choice to use a lesser known racial slur to show that he was old and out of touch. Well, I'm glad they're bringing it back. Said no one ever. <laughs> Anyway, so old granddad here uh, gives a story about how he met grandma and how 
Uh, and we, we get Cap who cuts into the scene. Now he's in the sailor outfit, and her is supposed to be Grandma. So rather than have you know the whole drawn out thing, we cut to this is a man's story, motherfucker, and we get a cartoon version, which I like a little bit better personally. This is a great story too. <laughs> yeah, we show what kind of a stand up person Granddad was in the middle of the war, where, where the Nazis were uh, invading the ship. What does he do? Like any good American soldier, this motherfucker goes AWOL, swims away <laughs> like a little pussy, and goes to try to find this woman because. Oh shit! They would have shot him for that back in World War II, I think. <laughs> it's just, oh. it's just, it's. Uh oh! So Granddad's a bad person. It's just a really good embellished old man story. Mm-hmm. So good thing. Uphill, very much. Embellished. I had to walk to school uphill both ways yeah. in ten feet of snow. <laughs> it's that kind of story. It's really great. Well, this is nice. But anyway, so then they both call Captain America a pussy, which is nice because Venom was there, and that's when Venom says that they hang out um, without him. It's like. We have to tell him the story. He's like, "What? You guys hang out without yeah. me?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we cut the cap breaking a window. Uh, a window. Some and two dudes come out shirtless. <laughs> I thought they were gay. I assume. I, th- I assume they were I a couple. Thought so too. Yeah. And I thought they were it's gonna come down here and like be midnight. Yeah. And there's two shirtless dudes hanging out. It's way and too late for yoga. They call him a pussy. He's, <laughs> he's been getting this a lot lately. I think he would be like, you know what? Maybe I am. And I think that should that's not a negative thing. That's a positive thing. If you think about never mind, we'll get into that. <laughs> all right. So now all of a sudden we have a guy walking his dog and her comes to the window as well. And he asks her to go do something. He's like, well, what time is it? It's midnight oh one, says the man walking the dog. It's funny because I had the subtitles on when I was watching this just because apparently they were on and I don't bother to turn that stuff off. And he says... The subtitles say that he said it's midnight or one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's midnight or one. But it's really midnight but that's or not, one. But, but that's I have the subtitles on. And all I thought the time. that was really weird. <laughs> okay, well, if you want. And I thought it was weird that he looked at his watch and said Mid- it's midnight, midnight or one. <laughs> but that's what you it would says do that. Yeah. if you watch the subtitles. Mm-hmm. So now, to me, this feels like a booty call because you don't come at midnight or one. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Just a. So no, what does he do? Well, she's like, it's really late, and he goes, but is it too late? Which mm-hmm. is a great line. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So There's no. a lot of implication there. So, yeah. you know, a woman who's like, I'm seeing someone, this is getting slippery, I shouldn't do this. No, no. Wouldn't maybe go maybe. out at midnight at this point. Because it's not too late to break up her relationship. Right, because she loves him. Maybe. Well, she well, doesn't love... She knows there's something. She, she doesn't, doesn't love Mr. Doesn't love Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic yeah. Which is a shame, because... Yoan Griffith is great. He is. Anyway, so he takes her not to anywhere. He takes her to his spot. Like, this is very important. If you're taking a girl out somewhere, you take her to an expensive dinner or something, it's like, oh, that's impressive. But when you take someone to your spot that has an emotional attachment, means something to you, that is impressive. Very true. When I was dating many moons ago, that was the trick. You bring them to your spot, not the spot. What was your spot? I don't recall. We're getting off topic here, okay? We don't need to do that. Let's I'm go trying back. to think of what Tony's spot is. You're here. It's here. <laughs> yeah. It's John. <laughs> Tony didn't know you guys till <laughs> technically. This is Carly's spot. <laughs> I'm the one that brought him here. <laughs> I know Carly for like over a decade. <laughs> so anyway, he tells her about how when they were younger, Granddad would take him to this John arena. Want to think Hello. <laughs> Focus. Our listeners don't care about. I'm focusing. All right. Focus. Good movie. Name it. Don't know. Mall rats. Is it? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. instead of oh, focus, he says right. focus. What's her name from Three's Company? Yep. Mm-hmm. She's got the gift. 
Alright, so, Granddad takes the marina. They used to name the ships and go on adventures. And he would go on the SS He-Man, and they would go to Castle Grayskull. <laughs> but Grandpa would go cool places. Mm-hmm, like... And sh so they play the game, and she wants to go to Costa Rica. So then Cap goes, you want to go to somewhere with the Spanish, exotic fruit everywhere? I could do this. And where do they go? Um, Spanish. I thought they Spanish were going to go to a Spanish restaurant. <laughs> no, they go to a Spanish market, which worked out well. An all A 24-hour Spanish market. <laughs> well, they're yeah. in L.A. I guess. That's not unbelievable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so as they're walking down the aisle, Captain America turns around. The Captain America box. The Captain America. Captain Crunch box. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I get the caps confused sometimes. And she wants to know why he did that, and he just won't tell her. It's nice to see he's holding something back. So There's now... A story there. She knows it. She knows but it. she tells him the story. Well, no, you don't get in there yet. You're jumping ahead, see? Put your shit on receipt for a second. Because what, cause what he, she does is, hey, you want to help me pick out a card? It's like, oh, that's nice. And we find out that it's her birthday. As of 30 minutes ago. And the card ago. is for her? And why is the card for her? Now jump in. Go ahead. <laughs> because her dad killed himself when he was little. Mm -hmm. But he had sent her a birthday card or that came in the mail a couple days after he died. And so now every year she goes and picks out a birthday card that she thinks he would have given her. Yeah, so two things. Which one, she's, she's got daddy issues. Mm -hmm. Yep. Big time. Well, that's obvious. She's well, she, cheating she, on her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And she, her dad killed himself a few days before her birthday? What a dick. That's pretty tough. But it, she's willing to share this stuff, but he's not, which yeah. is interesting. Because he still doesn't tell her about his mom. He just kisses her. That's yeah. right. Because the mood was right. She was vulnerable. Emotional kiss, not a sexual kiss. Right. So we cut to writer's group, and they discuss that. <laughs> so Legion, the godfather, are adamant that it's a bad idea, and Kappa's not seeing He's like, nah, I'm good. Godfather tells him that, you know, it's the only one thing to do now. He has to hit it. That so way, he knows. So he knows. Otherwise, she'll be a great mystery that'll haunt him. That's probably true. That's that's deep cuts right there. Yeah. Legion thinks they should just move on. There may be some ulterior motive there, but we'll get to that. <laughs> and Godfather tells the tale of a serf. <laughs> that, <laughs> that never got to be with the one girl that he always wanted to be with. And stopped talking, and years passed, he Became finally a says her name. Yeah. Yeah. The first word he speaks after years of nothing is her name. Her name. Oh. And then Lyle pops out of the trailer, or his van, or whatever. Sir, his van. Yeah. His, his house. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Which, can we stop calling it a house? <laughs> Which, when Scott came, he's like, you gotta tell people you're gonna move your house, and Samson yeah. is like, you can't call it a house. Got stop tires, calling it a house. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that too. So, Lyle's got the same story, but it's in space. <laughs> So we cut to Cap watching TV, and there were frogs there, which was nice. Call back to the frogs. He turns it off, and he sees himself in his spacesuit, and all of a sudden, he starts to suffocate. So the phone rings, and who is it? It's her. They meet at a diner, and she feels bad, really bad. And Cap does what any reasonable man would do when you have him vulnerable like that. He tries to hit that. <laughs> well... It's really, their, their ordering here is really funny, and I'm not even going to try. I can't do it justice. But All right, well, we're going to get there because there's um, more to it, but keep jumping in, though, whenever you feel like it. So when he tells her that she wants to ha he wants to have sex, she refutes it, but he's persistent. And he's laid all the groundwork, so now he feels it's time to strike while the iron's hot. Now they get to the ordering thing. He says he wants a hot, open sandwich. She wants cold turkey. He says no. He wants a hot, open-faced mm -hmm. sandwich. 
And she says, no, nothing hot. And he says, I want something steamy. I want soup. And she says, I don't want soup. I want ice cream. And he says, oh, something sweet and a little bit bad for you. <laughs> Which was nice. And the guy says, we don't have ice cream. So he, pimp move right here, says, we'll take some jelly. And some whipped cream. And some whipped cream. And the dude's like, whatever. <laughs> and then he takes Because she asked for gazpacho when he wanted soup, and I skipped that, which is mm -hmm. a cold soup. And they're like, we don't do gazpacho. Look at your menu. <laughs> but it's all about the banter, you see. So what does he do? He puts some cream in, in the ice, shakes it up, and he Pump makes her salt. ice cream. Yep. Boom. I'm like, wow. Smooth. <laughs> she sticks her finger in the I ice cream. I eating that. Licks it. And she might as well have been naked at that point because he knew it was on. It was on. It's like Donkey Kong? He was money. He it's, was so money. It's business time. I hope he was wearing his business socks. Also, I hope he took the recycling out. That's that, not part of it, but it's important. You were saying? Nothing. Okay. And they go back to her place and they have sex. And we see Rat Pack... Um, I'm sorry. Tony and I were both like, her place? <laughs> Why are you going to her place? If I he doesn't live am with her cheating on my fellow... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not taking a dude back to my place. Yeah. It was clearly closer. <laughs> yeah. I've never cheated, but I think that's the time you go to his Well, place. I cheat all the time. And I'll tell <laughs> <No>! you. <laughs> you just mean on your taxes, right? You know. <laughs> the IRS will come for you. Carlo just stabbed me. Yeah. We've been talking this whole time about how women shouldn't hit men. <laughs> All right, so but now I still will. <laughs> I kind of expected that he was gonna catch them. Yeah, the too. only reason you bring them back to your place is so you can get caught. Yeah. Yes, I expected him to be there or come oh, in the or next morning. And then the next morning, I was like, he's still there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he spent the out. night. Yeah. I was pretty horrified. <laughs> He's all unless he's out being weird and needy and weird. That's, that was pretty ballsy. But during the whole um, the the rump shaking, mm -hmm. we see Rat Pack Captain America who's watching them, which is <laughs> is that creepy or not creepy? No, because your heart is always involved when you have sex mm -hmm. with the girl you love, okay. with the girl okay. you love. <laughs> so let's cut to the morning because number fifty on the list of reasons to have sex with someone is because you love them. Right. <laughs> so we cut to the morning, and Captain America gets up, and what does he find? He's like a little snack, Aww. a little snacky poo. A little, a little Captain breakfast. Crunch. Aww. He's eating Captain Crunch. He hasn't been able like, to eat this hey, since his mom left. I haven't been since Chile. Aww. She he healed his heart. He still doesn't tell her the story, but I get the impression that he would have. He was about to. If this next part hadn't happened. So he was about to throw <laughs> the whole thing. Like he's about to give it all to her. Mm -hmm. And then she, you know, cuts him off at the fucking knees here. And says, well, of course it's great now, but it'll be great with the next guy, too. And that's all Ouch. he heard. That was the last... She could have been talking for 45 minutes. He heard nothing but the next guy. Because he's like, the next guy? Then it gets pissed There's off. already a next guy? <laughs> so she just copped to being a cheater because she just pretty much said, I'm going to cheat on you, so... There's no sequel to this movie. <laughs> Which, she did just cheat on her boyfriend, so right. that's the thing that always kills me with people that I talk to. It's like, this girl I've been dating, that I met cheating on, mm -hmm. cheated on me. Right. Like, yeah. <gasps> Shocker! So, anyway, so now Captain America gets pissed off and storms out. And we cut to the credits. Movie's over. Yay! No. Oh, sorry, that wasn't it. No. I, that's... Sorry. So the writers are back together. <laughs> <laughs> and they discuss him sleeping with her. 
And then all of a sudden he gets a, a shot of conscience, I guess. Or regret it. I don't know. He calls her for some well, strange reason. Because they're like, dude, you were being a needy asshat. And he's oh, like, no, yeah. I wasn't. And they're like, yes, you were. So then he's like, oh, shit, yes, they I was. Say, Picture it. You take a girl home. And the next morning she's trying to rearrange your whole life to yeah. so you guys can be together. You were needy. <laughs> and then he's like, shit, I can't believe I did that. So now he wants to call and tell her that he's sorry. Yeah, so we, they go to lunch. Hey, another date. <laughs> Lots of day dates. Lots of day date. dates. And who shows up? The fucking tick. Mm. So here's here's where it gets good. He exposes him for being a fraud. Grabs a drink. I want to throw you a drink in your face. Throws it in the ground. No big deal. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. But Just this shaking. upsets her. Because this whole time, he apparently hasn't even told her what he does for a living. This whole time, she never asked him what he does for a living. What a self-centered bitch. She met him. But they had talked about the charity stuff before. So he's, I don't, he probably told her some lie about what he did. Yes, probably. I had actually forgot about that. (laughs) She thought he was big on the charity scene. Mm -hmm. And they've been to a lot of charity events together and separately. He knows the same people she knows. They run in the same he circles. And now she finds made, out it's a This lie. is not a good reason he, for her to be mad at him. Yeah, she pr- He probably <laughs> had some kind of lie job that she knew about and the tick knew about because it was part of that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah. And now she but finds out he's been lying and he couldn't even bother to tell her what he actually does for a living he's and right. how he spends his time. That is very upsetting. Yes. Says... Okay. And so we, earlier when they saw each other on the beach, she was like, I could come clean right now. This would be a good time to come clean. I think I'm not this guy she thinks I am. I think it's bullshit. I think she's angry because he's not what she thought she he and she's playing this chicken game. So he has some he's something wrong with him, so it oh she's gonna give up she was she, thinking about giving up this guy. She can use it as an excuse, yeah. as his flaw, she's so that she can concentrate yeah. on his flaw so she can mm-hmm. stop thinking about exactly. him. Mm-hmm. A la the godfather's advice. But it's still messed up that no, like yeah, she yeah. still you can still be mad about the guy that you're dating turns out to be a giant liar, even yeah. though you're cheating on your boyfriend to date this guy. <laughs> you, you still get to be mad about that stuff. It's yeah. just it's, it's not just like you're not doing anything on. wrong. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, so we cut the foul. Two wrongs don't make a right. Yes, but three lefts do. Unless you really try hard. So we cut the Falcon, who only wants him to finish the rom-com script, which sounds reasonable since they're in L.A., and I think there's a bunch of writers who are just itching <laughs> for this opportunity. And he was probably paid to do it. <laughs> so anyway, Falcon realizes that Cat needs a distraction and takes him to a party where they can glaze him like donuts. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Elaine, can you explain it to me? I, I think you know what that means. All right, so we, to, so we cut to the party where Falcon is telling great stories. So he grabs this 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 um this tank and he drops it. And he's like, "Boom! Do you lose something?" Oh, sorry, that was a different party, different party guy. Different sorry, party. different party. Um, different character. Yeah, Stan Lee was there and he's ex- no shit wrong. Fucking he's pretending time. like it's the same character. No, I know. It, well, it was funnier when it was War Machine that did it because Falcon didn't tell any good stories at that other party. Anyway, so Captain America there is drinking, and he sees his heart, and it's drowning in the pool. Oh, because he loves this lady, and she's mad at him now. So anyway, he leaves the party. And now we cut to Lyle's van, because he's sitting there banging on it. He needs advice. And Lyle doesn't have any good advice, but who does? Lyle's lady friend. Who is? The mom on Christmas vacation. Mrs. Griswold, <laughs> which is how I have Beverly her built. D'Angelo. Who's dating Al Pacino, I think, still? Maybe. Yeah, they've been together forever. But Good anyway, for them. In my notes, she's Mrs. I always Griswold. want love to win. I'm like the character of Scott. Me too. 
So Captain um, Cap's advice is, Mrs. Griswold's advice to Cap is to go to her, which I think was more self-serving than anything else because she wants to get back to, you know, make him with the love. So they tell her to go to um, Legion for her advice is what uh, Lyle finally tells her. And Cap goes to Legion for advice who starts drinking heavily. Mm. She tells him about how she was once pining for a guy never told him. So then Cap's like, well, why didn't you tell him? You know, it was a bad idea. So then Legion proclaims her love for Cap, who says nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> shit. I think he says shit. And then he takes Grabs a bottle, a bottle of alcohol liquor and leaves. No, no, he took her bottle of alcohol. <laughs> she's I love you. Shit. And she's Steals like, from her she's and like, fucking leaves. And that's why I never told you. <laughs> that's fucking harsh. Yeah. God. Well, she said she never told because it would probably be worse. And she was right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Legion. Cap's a dick. Didn't tell Tony that it, to be his fair, buddy killed his mom. <laughs> Shit. She doesn't need to tell him this while he's talking to her about this other girl he likes. Well, he was vulnerable. She was giving it a shot. Yeah. So we cut to Ashley Tinsdale and uh, something Morris, and I forget his first name. Um, and they're threatening him to finish the script, which seemed kind of pointless, but I guess they paid those two to be in this movie, so they had to do something. Mm, they were pretty good in there, though. Um, They were okay. It was a drunk dream sequence. Yeah. <laughs> dream. Did you say dream? Yes. I d- oh, well, that reminds me. When you're drunk <laughs> and then you pass out and have weird dreams about Ashley Tinsdale, you should not... You should hopefully, if you're having dreams about Ashley Tinsdale, hopefully she's asleep, and that means no. Sleeping always means no. And see what happens when you get blackout drunk? If you dream about Ashley Tinsdale, don't let that happen. Or Ashley I'm sorry, Tinsdale. Ashley. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so don't get blackout drunk, and sleeping means no. All right. So we cut to um, Cap and her under a bridge, which is where you always have deep, meaningful conversations. On the beach, mm-hmm. under the pier. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now Summer she's engaged. Laughing. Beautiful place. Happy We're not doing that, and that's not the words. Summer laughing. Happy been so bad. Anyway. <laughs> so now she's engaged, and she shows him the ring. So what does he do? He takes it he, and throws he it. He fucking wrestles her ring off her and throws it on the ground. Wow. Which is At fucked up. Beach. And then offers to buy her a new one. It's like, no. That is fucked up. Balls that was move, not okay. No. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. At the beach? So they find it. <laughs> And they fight because Cap's in love, and she he tells her that you're not in love with him. She's like, no, you you want me to be in love with you. She's just not. So we cut to Venom, and Cap in a dark bar. Cap calls up Venom Venom for being in love um, with the bookstore guy who loves the Terminator. You've he because Scott's trying to give him a telling him what he mm-hmm. should do, and he's like, you've been in love with the guy at the bookstore for two years and haven't done shit. And, and Venom tells him that guy isn't it. gay. Venom gets sensitive. <laughs> yeah, and the reason his reasons for that guy isn't gay is kind of funny. <laughs> he didn't get choked up about the ghost scene, and he thought Terminator was, was a romantic, romantic movie. <laughs> Those are pretty good reasons. I but I don't know. Uh, hey, whatever. So now Venom gets sensitive because Cap never read the book Love in the Time of Cholera, which seems like a problem because that's that book is his life. And all of his T-shirts in this movie reference that. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I read it. Didn't my little note things. <laughs> Thank you, IMDb. And Scott gets really upset because he, because he's Cap's best friend, mm-hmm. and he understood that he treated other people like crap. But he thought that Cap he was the exception. Yeah. Yeah. He thought that they were friends and that he really cared about him. And he finds out he didn't even read his 
Fuck. Yep, Cap's mm. not a good friend to Venom. Yeah. You don't want to get the symbiote angry. I don't want to be in the movie of your life. He says, he says, well, Mr. Screenwriter, I'm so glad I'm not in the movie of your life. And he's like, why? And he says, you're the lead, the star, but it will never be a great romance. Do you want to know why? Because it's only about one person. So that's, that's deep cuts right there. Mm-hmm. And then ditches him. So then we cut to, to drunk happen again. Wow, he gets drunk a lot in this. Well, yeah, his best friend just told him the fuck I got off. the impression it was the same night. I did too. Just still his... drinking. Yeah, we'll go with that. Carly's movie's always better. <laughs> so now we're back at her place. He's, he's on his, the second day of his two-day bender. Yeah. Mm. We're back at her place, and then he's trying to throw a rock through the window, but hits her. Mm. <laughs> Which is funny. And he proclaims well, why they should be together. But Mr. Fantastic is now... What's funny is you uh, you got that feeling that he was there because she's yeah. like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I know I, your sex is better with me. I have experience or something like that. And yeah. now she's like, looks back. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's definitely yeah. there. Yeah. Here goes Mr. Fantastic, who's not having this shit. Mm-hmm. And he's got the accent that shouldn't, his, his real accent. His real accent because he's Welsh. Yeah, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work for me. So. <laughs> Worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He can talk to me in that accent all day. Well, okay. Well, sure Captain America can. tells us I Mr. will Fantastic call him come Mr. On. Fantastic. <laughs> I'll be on when you call him Fantastic tonight. <laughs> Double burn. Anyway, so Cap tells Mr. Fantastic to come down and put his balls in his mouth. <clears throat> which, if I see Mr. Fantastic, I'm going to tell him to do the same thing now. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic comes down and we get the fantasy fight. Which Captain America knocks out Mr. Fantastic. And her jumps up, yay! <laughs> but what actually happens is Mr. Fantastic knocks his motherfucker straight out. Knees mm-hmm. him, punches him, and then Cap pukes on him. But <laughs> Which is fucked and up. He's like, so, what is the matter with you? I just got these shoes at Barney. <laughs> and then Mr. Fantastic leaves his fiance with the guy who's trying to steal her from him. Well, he has to go clean vomit off his shoes. I wouldn't leave They're you there. You're you. coming They're with me. shoes. <laughs> After I wipe this motherfucker's face no. on my puky shoes to get it clean. I, this is one of those scenes where I think we're supposed to see that this is not the right guy for her. Mm-hmm. Like earlier when he says... If he's the guy for you, then how come you're dragging me to, you know... If you don't like me, then how come I'm coming with you to these things? And she's like, who says I didn't ask him first? I think this is another one of those scenes where we're supposed to see that... This isn't a great he cares relationship. More about his Barney shoes. Yeah. Normally, the, normally these movies push that a little harder, but this one's a little more. This subtle. one's a lot. Well, he is Mr. Fantastic. It's pretty subtle about. I it. think this. That's because this is more real life. And like she, he's not the right guy for her, but that doesn't mean he's a bad guy. So yeah. they're not portraying him as that bad yeah. asshole. He's just the, not the guy for her, <laughs> which well, we, I like. We cut yeah. the caps, drunk sleeping on a couch, and in comes Venom. And he's like, dude, I know I owe you an apology, but I don't want to talk right now. And then Venom straight up, granddad died. Well, Mm. how else do you, there's no real way, you got to pull that band-aid off. It's like, too bad that you don't feel like it, but this is real and we need to. But I (laughs) forgot with granddad more than you, so I'm the one they notified (laughs) that he died? (laughs) Just Well, Scott was mad at him, he was like, you barely visit granddad. I don't know. Well, anyway, so now funeral scene, and you notice there are no Italians present. And we cut to wow. sad funeral music and reflection, reflective moments. Why would there be Italians present? There wouldn't be because his Rachel granddad didn't too. like the Italians. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't. Un- I okay. That was just for all of my Italian listeners out there. Basically. We're all together on this. Is Ben Italian? Just curiosity. No. All right, Ben. Hey, Ben. <laughs> probably just me. <laughs> sorry, Tony. No Italians. Well. 
I'm if only a John's third. mom listened. So, <laughs> hi mom. Stuffing. Tony wants it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Capri's um, reads love in a time of cholera, which is nice. And we cut to the story, which we get to see it. And says it's the story um, about it's a um, moral is that people are important to you and keep them in with you that you can't live without. Put them on a boat. There's a great line here that says, "If you had to give up everything else and spend the rest of your life on a, the rest of your days on a boat, who are your must-haves?" And the first person that we have on Cap's boat is who? The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was weird that it was the first person we saw, and then we see Lyle. Because it should have been Scott. Legion, and then I we thought it'd see, be her. Yeah, and then well, Granddad and Scott, and then her. Unless he went from order of least important to most important, because. Scott comes and then her. Yeah. Or maybe sure. maybe just because someone's your friend doesn't mean you want to spend all your days with them. You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. it's like you have a group of friends, you're like, yeah, Harley. I could hang out with this person. I'd put you on my boat. I appreciate that. You're on my boat, too, with lots of puzzles. We got a just special saying. room. <laughs> yes, <laughs> boat. Boom! <laughs> as long as we're going to be like, uh, was it pilot radio? Pirate radio. That's what I said. <laughs> It'll be a lot like that. <laughs> That's a we're, pretty good movie. We're going to broadcast the day we die. People don't really like it. A couple days after that. <laughs> I've never seen it. All right. Seymour Hoffman. Is it. it called Pirate Radio? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so now we c- we'll do it later. Don't worry. <laughs> so we cut the cap, finally writing the script for the movie. Morrison and Tinsdale act out some of the lines that are going to be in the movie and their split personality um, characters, which was yeah. kind of funny, and I enjoyed that scene. Good, good job for them. He finishes the movie. Which, you said that it was this movie was almost called something else mm-hmm. what was many it many splinters um, many splinters which because one of the things is that one of the personalities says love is a many splintered thing and the other and the chick's personality corrects him and says it's a splendored thing which if they were going to make that mm-hmm. like the movie title that would have made more that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. boom you see, get to this scene alright so now Venom has forgiven Captain America and gives him a gift because they're at a bar now and they're celebrating that he has written a movie finally which I don't know we see Venom as the Terminator guy and they're together and he says that the best thing about being a writer is you can write the ending to your own story Mm -hmm. Legion is with friend date guy who you know the fellatio dude which is nice she's giving him a chance hey good for her even though he was needy hey good for her and he said his penis hurt (laughs) maybe it was a nice penis though it wasn't a fantastic penis, but <laughs> well, very few out there are. <laughs> so Falcon's excited about the script too. He gives him his as first far class as I'm ticket. Aware, there's only three fantastic penises. <laughs> Mid sentence, she keeps coming up. She gets mad when fan- I do it because there's only four people in the Fantastic Four, and one of them does not have a penis. Mm. So it's, there can only be three fantastic penises. How do you know the thing has a penis? I assume it's covered in rocks. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. I don't know if the thing has a thing. <laughs> Just ask him. Maybe, to, I thought maybe you knew something I didn't. Welcome to this week's dick discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so Cap says his boat was pretty full, Fantastic but it wasn't four. right. <laughs> Cap does the outrun the rom-com cliche and even calls himself on it, which I appreciated. And we see him just in time. He's trying to break up her wedding. So he goes and tries to break up her wedding in San Francisco, I think it was. She said she wanted to get married in San Francisco under some heart sculpture. Right. So now they drive around looking for her. For, uh, <coughs> bless you. Bless, bless you. Thanks. 
They're going to drive around Stop hijacking all the, the hard sculptures. He thought there was only like one park with hard There's sculptures. Like 50 but of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now, and all of a sudden, Cap starts picking up, you know, tailgaters. People are, are into this. Like, you're going to break up a wedding? I'm going to fucking go see that shit. I got to be honest, if someone was saying I'm going to break up a wedding, I wasn't doing anything. I'd go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's gonna be this is gonna, gonna be, be interesting. Yeah. It's it's a rom com trope that they add because yeah. they have That's thrown in as many as they could. Like in Love Actually when he's going to propose and by the time he gets there the whole town is walking behind because him and they're all telling stories about what they think is how he's gonna kill her, he's gonna eat her, he's gonna <laughs> He's gonna say they're gonna, they're gonna sell her to this English. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a plethora of people behind Cap and they're all into it, and they're gonna break up this wedding. So we cut to the line, speak now, forever hold your peace part, but Cap has missed it. Cap finds the last heart sculpture, and it wasn't that one. And now everybody's sad. Oh. Mm. So he gets in the cab, and he sees one more sculpture. That's a bow and arrow. Well, my favorite part, when he gets back in the cab, all the people disappear, mm-hmm. and he says, even the crowd in my mind. <laughs> this was all in his head. There's no other people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because when he gets to the bow and arrow sculpture... Everybody's still there? They're back. Yeah. Yeah. So now, Cap says, why do we go to that one? Well, you said hearts. Well, what do you shoot at hearts? Bow and arrow. And he's excited. This is it. This is it. And he claps his hands like a little the kid. The people all reappear. And they all Let's appear. do it. Yay. Let's go. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right. And they find her alone in the park. She's sitting there right by the sculpture. She didn't marry him. She's like, you're late, dude. Well, Traffic. But she wasn't expecting him. It's not like she was like, I'm going to say no and he's going to appear. He's like, I came to stop your wedding. And she's like, it's already over. <laughs> and it's not, he acts like it's not apparent whether or not she actually got married. But she's sitting there in a wedding dress all by her fucking self. If she got <laughs> yeah. married, that would she not be not, the case. <laughs> she would be busy he would, dancing. He would be there and they'd be taking the after wedding Pictures yeah. with all the bridesmaids. Or it'd be the her. reception. Yeah. She would not be alone. Yeah. Anyway, so Cap puts his bid in again. And she shuts him down. It's like, motherfucker, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Which is so then her tells him that he's a liar and she's a cheater. Cap's like, exactly. We're perfect for each other. He says, and she's like, you're right. Banter, she's like, banter, banter. We're both disasters. Neither of us deserve love. Uh huh. Anyway, like I said, banter, banter, banter. Soft music hits and they kiss. Aww. Boom. Rom com, bitches. And they're together. And we cut to Rat Pack Heart guy who puts out a cigarette and starts tap dancing. Yet another reason this is a Rat Pack guy. Frank Sinatra was a hell of a tap dancer. <laughs> because his heart was so happy to dance. Mm-hmm. And we roll credits. post credit scene shows Captain America on a couch telling his entire story to a sleeping Bruce Banner. <laughs> <laughs> you had me there for you, a second. You had me too! <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> no. I watched the whole credits the second time I watched this movie. <laughs> That was actually the the post credit scene in Iron Man 3. Yeah. But I thought it worked well, so <laughs> I put it in there. All right, Elaine, we're saving you because you're going to be my favorite. We're going to start with Carly. <gasps> with me? Because you never get to go first. <laughs> or shall we? I, know. I think she said it once that she never gets to go first, so I always pick Carly first. It's been a while since well, she went first. I don't. My favorite character was Scott. Venom. Venom. Mm-hmm. Use their proper names, please. I, <laughs> I just, I really liked him as the best friend character. I thought he had some good advice, and he was a good friend, and he got mad when he should have gotten mad. He probably should have gotten mad a few more times, but <laughs> I really liked his character. Um, I have 
I had a lot of favorite lines. I have least a favorite character? My least favorite character... Probably Lyle. <laughs> okay. Even though he banged out Mrs. Griswold. Good for him. <laughs> um, I, my favorite line was when he said, Wait, do you guys hang out without me? And Scott said, I never had a granddad. Okay, don't be selfish. <laughs> I didn't really have grandparents, so I totally related to that. Because every time I have a job or I work with an older person, I tend to get really close to that, like adopt them as my grandparent. Um, I also liked when... Patrick Warburton called him out and he had liar's block. It's like writer's block for shitheads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's your favorite scene? My favorite scene was when um, they were at Lyle's van and Lyle was trying to find that short story he wrote and he's like, Mallory, do you want to come in here? Legion, do you want to come in here and Thank help you. me? And she said, I don't think anybody's ever gone into your van voluntarily, <laughs> so no. And then Scott <laughs> comes up on the bus. And he's like, dude, you have to tell people when you move your house. And uh, Godfather's like, dude, can we stop calling it a house? <laughs> and Venom walks up to the van and he's like, um, no, I'm not going to help you find anything in here. I thought that was a really great scene. All right, um, so did you give it a yay, nay, or maybe? I really, really liked it. I knew you would. <laughs> I knew you would. Because it's an adventure, right? <laughs> we go on an adventure it, with Captain it, America. It is going on an adventure, but I really, really liked it. I knew you would. And I already have seen it twice, and you only told us about it two days ago. <laughs> That's also why I started with you, because I knew you were going to like it. Here's my, here's my wild card. Tony! Hey. <laughs> Favorite character, Samson. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know who that is. Oh, sorry. Uh, the, Godfather. the Godfather. The Godfather, okay, yeah. <laughs> Least favorite character, Reed Richards. Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Okay, we'll take Reed Richards is acceptable for Mr. Fantastic. Thank you. Favorite line, uh, there's a reason Romeo killed himself, okay? <laughs> Suicide was the best option for this guy. <laughs> um, favorite scene, I was thinking about it, I'm not sure. Um... You could start with the beginning credits to the end credits. I'll I liked that. I liked when they were at the art festival together when they first started finding out that they liked each other. It was flirty and stuff. I thought that was cool. Nice. Um. So for yes, no, or maybe. Yay, nay, maybe, yay. Yeah, I thought this movie was terrible. And <laughs> no, I'm just um, no, it's funny. I, I yes, you should watch this movie. But I think I feel a little guilty about it because when I thought about this movie. Because I was like, I like this movie, but it's a rom-com, and I don't like rom-coms normally. But then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I think I think that it's just a rom-com, but they switched the sexes. Because, I agree. Because Ooh, nice. if you watch it, it should be, not to be mean or sexist, but it should be the girl wants to date this guy who's got the perfect girlfriend, and she goes and tells all her little girlfriends and stuff, and then there's the one guy... It's, it was like a perfect thing, so I think they just switched the sexes and made the movie. Maybe. I don't know. The movie. I like Maybe that. they just made the I movie. Like I think I've seen that. I thought I, that as well. Did that's you? what I, I thought. Think that. And I was like, okay. Jeez. And then I was like, oh, shit, that makes me feel shitty because I liked it, but I, I just liked it because they switched the sexes of it, you know? Nice. But, so that's a yay for you. Yeah, yeah. That's a yay. Uh, I definitely right. liked it. I don't normally like rom-coms. Not crazy about them, but I really like this one, and I'll probably watch it again. And you said in that a month or so. as a writer, there were a few things in it. Where yeah, you were there's like, definitely no. there's, definitely, there's <laughs> definitely some writer stuff in there, writer jokes that you're like, okay, ha ha. And then there was a couple that I was like, that's not 
Okay, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait a minute, writers don't go shooting? No, no I don't think so. Writers don't leave books should. all over the place if there aren't. Well, my writers group does go shooting, but not together. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Some good old boys in that group. Elaine! All right, so my favorite character is Scott slash Venom. Venom. I loved him. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Mallory. and Legion. Is Legion. Because... That's just so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's the only one that was still a stereotypical rom-com character. She's the girl that has the weird feminist art shows, that's in love with the boy that doesn't care about her. Yeah. She seemed like she was the only one that was still a very stereotypical character when all the other characters weren't. (laughs) And one of the things I loved about the character of Venom is that he's gay, but he's just a dude. Yeah, he's gay. not like flamboyant. It's, it he's doesn't not, mean anything. They yeah. don't really talk about it. I didn't realize he was gay yeah. until yeah. he said, Which, you've been in love with that dude from the library yeah, for two years. Do, I was like, oh. They have a <laughs> who's a real... Because it's no big deal. If he was straight, yeah, it wouldn't be a big deal. If he's gay, no big deal. Yeah. They didn't make a stereotype. They made this great character, and it's just a facet of that character. Yes. Whereas I think her character, and even though she has a lot of enjoyable bits, is still a stereotype <laughs> of a certain kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not to be mean. We're not there yet. Not to be mean, because I like, what's her name? Legion? Yeah. Well, yeah. Aubrey yes. Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. They, sh- they always tend to make her these weird, quirked out characters. Yeah, it's kind of like just, Zoe Deschanel. Mm-hmm. They never, oh, just, yeah. they never mm-hmm. just have her in a movie, and she's just the friend. It's no. always the friend that it's killed her mom. It's always the weird is one. In the bats or something she's weird. She's still you know? just a stereotype. Mm-hmm. And and it bothered me that they couldn't do something different with her when the character of her is breaking all these normal lady stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. She is. All right. My favorite... Least favorite character. Uh, that's my least favorite Oh, character. sorry. <laughs> I have my favorite line... I got off on a tangent here thinking. My so. favorite line, I have two. It's a tie between it. the scene between... Uh, Captain America and the Falcon when the Falcon is trying to tell him he's going to take him to the party to get him laid to get over this chick Mm -hmm. and he draws the picture of love on a napkin and Mm -hmm. Captain America says you can't even draw you can't even put love on a napkin without it looking like two dudes 69 (laughs) which cracked me up that was funny and then my it's tied with the after he has the fight with Mr. Fantastic and she says, I don't hate you. I, I nothing oh, you. Oh, yeah. That was, I wrote on my notes, wow. damn! That, that was rough. Um, That's some cold-blooded shit. My favorite there. scene, I think, has to be the animation of Grandpa's love story. <laughs> just because it's just like, in the middle of the movie, this animated sequence breaks out. And I was like, I'm down for this. I love this. It's great. It's cheaper than actually <laughs> shooting it, I think. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good movie and it's a yay for me and I think it's one of those hidden Netflix gems that you should watch. I thought the scene the animated scene with granddad (laughs) coupled with like the electricity between them and the random like this is what you think is gonna happen versus this is Mm -hmm. what is what makes it less of a rom com and more of an adventure. Of an adventure. Mm -hmm. I know it's good. (laughs) All right. So John? Another yay. Yay, nay, or maybe? Hold on, I gotta give you my other stuff here. Alright. <laughs> my favorite character. Hold the suspense. Yeah, I'm just a really, I'm just always looking now for that weird nay from someone who picks a movie. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character is Cap. Captain America is definitely my favorite okay. character in this. My least favorite character is also Mr. Fantastic. Aww. He didn't get to do anything, so. Because, um, yeah. It was the accent. I kind of wish he was either more of a dick or 
something. I yeah. just kind of wish he had I something. Just thought, I like that so he wasn't a dick. He was yeah. just this He's nice just guy there. she dated that she to show that she was a shitty person. Yeah, which is nice because. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually yeah. it's you need to rescue he's her from yeah. this. Yeah, that's true. But that's in true. this case, mm-hmm. she's the shitty person. Which My I like. favorite line is, you know what this suit is made of? Boyfriend, Boyfriend material. material. <laughs> Fucking awesome. I watched this movie twice within a couple days, laughed both times out loud. That's good. Um... And my he favorite scene is when funny. he's getting the BJ and he looks at the cop and the cop gives him a thumbs up and he gives you awkward thumbs up back. Again, fucking had me laughing out loud yeah. when I saw it fucking days within each other. So that's my favorite um, scene. And really, when I first watched this movie, I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Then I decided it was going to be my Zag movie and I enjoyed it that much. Then I watched it again as I was writing my notes. I decided I was going to make this in my mind's eye. They're the comic book characters living this. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote the notes, that's how I wrote it, and it made it so much better. <laughs> I just want to point so out. So it's a big hardcore yay for me. The first time we watched this movie, we were about, I don't know, half an hour in, and I asked him, so are you liking this movie? And he's like, eh, I don't know. And by the time he ended it, he was in love with it. <laughs> no, he's like, eh, it's okay. But when you think about it, it's the comic book characters, that's when I loved it. Well, really because I, I was the same way. I started watching it, and I was like, eh. But... Because you think you know exactly what's going to happen. Because right. one of the problems with rom-com movies and most genre movies is you kind of know what's going to happen. And so, the good ones are the ones that change it on you when you expect something. Mm-hmm. And that's why just, I liked it. I have to say, just like Timer, it's just that weird Netflix movie <laughs> that you're like, what is this thing yeah. I'm watching? And it's completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also want to say this is the first time in a long time where we've all yayed a movie. <laughs> I just want to point out that I keep getting yays. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All Are right. we good? So, um, yeah, uh, that's all, all right. I got here. What's, so, what's next? Hold on. Oh, sorry. You, hold you, you. on. <laughs> Please find us where you find your podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. You can connect with us on Instagram at unmoviepodcastdogs, on Facebook, facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. On Twitter at UnmoviePodcast, and please email us, UnmoviePodcast at gmail.com. Next week, Tony, Tony will be Zag. talking to us about the first horror movie he ever saw. Well, it's the second, but Transformers the movie. <laughs> the cartoon version. I hope you're ready for this. Yes. What, do you have any idea what year it was so people can look at it? I believe it. it's 1986. <laughs> Transformers, Transformers the movie, movie. from 1986. Cartoon movie. This is a horror thriller. Yes. When I explain it, it will make perfect sense. Is it this, that bad that it's scary? <laughs> no. The not. funny thing is I'm a little jealous because I've had a couple animated films in my back pocket and Tony gets to be the first one to bring out the animated film. <laughs> I'm just a little bit jealous that you're breaking out the animation. Sorry. Sorry. All right, so tune in and hear about how the Transformers cartoon movie from the 80s is a horror film. <laughs>